Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? for listening today. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. Last week we were in 1 Samuel 17 and we talked about how important it is for us to focus on God rather than those people and things that can so easily be used to discourage us or scare us, distract us or just stop us from doing what God has for us to do. And how important it is that we understand how Satan uses those things to hinder us in our walk with God. Now this week, we will be continuing in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and just picking the scripture apart. There are so many truths in the story of David from beginning to end that we can pull from and use in our own lives. Let's pray before we dig in and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Lord, again, I just come to you so very grateful for this time. I love to dig into your word and just pull out things that the Holy Spirit shows me that I would never be able to see without him. Without your guidance, without your teaching, without you opening my eyes, I'm grateful. And I pray for each person that's listening to this today. Oh, God, that they would see things, that you, Holy Spirit, would just touch their hearts and their minds and open them up to receive what you have for them and how this passage of Scripture can apply to whatever is going on in their lives today. Touch them in a special way. You see them. You know them. You know what's going on in their lives. You're never surprised by anything. I'm so grateful that nothing blindsides you in our lives, that you're always there. You always know. You see from beginning to end. You already know. I'm so grateful, prayerful that as we walk through this today, as we continue to walk by faith and not by sight, that you would show us things in this passage of scripture, how David looked at things differently, how he saw things differently, heard things differently because of his relationship with you. And I pray that we can get that today, Lord. I pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive what your word says to us and what you, Holy Spirit, will be drawing out of it for us today. Thank you again that we're able to come together and read and study your word. Show us something, I pray today. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to pick up in verse 31 of 1 Samuel chapter 17 and continue into just whatever verse the Holy Spirit leads us into. I love it when the Holy Spirit parks me in a passage of scripture and peels back layer after layer after layer of those things that I would never be able to pull out without his guidance. I love that. And 1 Samuel chapter 17, and honestly, 
all of David's life, the story of his life, is just one of those passages for me. So let's dig in. Now, when it was reported back to Saul that David wanted to know what would be done for the person who killed Goliath, Saul sent for him. And I want to stop there for a second and talk about it because I can imagine that Saul, the king, being very afraid of Goliath himself and then seeing how afraid his army was and listening to the ridicule and the taunting and the just bad mouthing of Goliath day in and day out for 40 days that he was ready for anyone to do anything. I'm sure in his mind, he had to have been saying, where is our champion? How long is this going to go on? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? I have. I can truthfully say that I have been in situations There have been seasons of my life that were so hard, so draining, so discouraging and downright hurtful that I was ready for anyone to do anything to make it stop or make it easier or make it go away. I could not understand what God was doing and I was so focused on the season itself that I wasn't looking for what God was doing. I believe That's where the Israelites and Saul were in this chapter. I believe that's the progression that had to take place inside of them so that they would be willing and ready to receive David. Sometimes in those dark seasons, we have to be at a certain place before we're willing to receive and see what God does. If David had come in the first day or two, or even the first week or two of the battle, They most likely would all have treated him the same way his brother did in verse 28 and just been annoyed and aggravated with him and not listened. You can tell that Saul was reluctant to listen to David in verse 33. He told David that he was just a youth and he couldn't fight Goliath. Let's look, let's read verses 31 through 33 together. When the words which David spoke were heard, they told them to Saul and he sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. Can you imagine how in verse 31, Saul sends for David? Excited, no doubt, that David could possibly be their champion and then realizes in verse 33 that David is just a kid. And in his mind, there is no way David could be the champion in this battle. Saul did not see what God saw. We do not see what God sees. There are times when God's deliverance looks totally different than anything we would have expected. Will we accept it and trust God or continue to focus on the situation, the circumstances, the pain, the hurt, the frustration, the giant in front of us. Will we trust God? Now, David was not swayed, not at all, and he could have been. Here is one more person, just like his brother and all the Israelites, speaking to how big the giant is. 
and how young and how small David is, rather than how big the living God is. Let's look at what David said in verses 34 through 37. But David said to Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. I don't want us to miss the fact that David immediately right off the bat begins telling Saul how God has delivered him from a bear and a lion. And he knows that the same God who delivered him from the bear and the lion will also deliver him from this uncircumcised Philistine who is taunting the armies of the living God. I love that. David again focused on his God and what God had done in his life and not on the size of the giant before him. What are we saying to the giants in our lives? Have you ever thought about that? What are we saying to those people in our lives who only see the giant and by their words and deeds continually turn our focus back to the giant? to those who are turning our attention to the problem instead of the solution. We need to surround ourselves with those people, and this is so important, y'all, who remind us who our God is. We need to be very grateful for those people that God sends in our lives when we're at the end of our rope and just plain done. Those people that God uses to pray for us, to speak life to us, to encourage us, to call us out if need be, to help us turn our eyes back to God. Thank God for those people to put an arm around us and just be there. We need to be very grateful to God for those people. And then we need to turn around and be that person for someone else. I am willing to say to you right now that we cannot be that person to someone else if we can't turn away from our own bad circumstances and look to God. We have to be able to look at something other than the the situation, the giant, the hurt, the pain, whatever it is that's going on. We must be able to turn from that. It's so important that we fix our eyes on Jesus in whatever the situation is. David did not look at how big Goliath was. He did see how big he was. There's no question that he saw it. It's not that he was completely blind to it. He saw it, but he had a faith in God. And he looked at how big God is and not at how big Goliath was. Let's look at verse 37 again. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. It's so important that we see what he did here. He was recalling, remembering what God has already done for him. So we need to be able to remember in our own lives what God has done. David immediately recalled a time in his life when God had delivered him. 
He experienced God's deliverance and had no doubt that he would deliver him again. When we remind ourselves of those times in our lives, when we were walking through something that God had delivered us through, it makes it much easier to turn our focus to God and not keep our focus on the Goliath that's fighting so hard to consume our thoughts. Psalm 68.20 tells us that God is to us a God of deliverances, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Psalm 77.11 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. And Jeremiah 15.21 says, So I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grasp of the violent. God is our deliverer, and David had had such a relationship with God that he knew that. His relationship with God allowed him to look at a giant such as Goliath without fear. Are we able to look at the giant, the Goliath in our life, and even if we get have fear for a moment, are we able to turn that, turn our focus back to God? Is our relationship with God like that? Because of David's relationship with God and what God had already delivered him out of and who he was, who God was to him, he could look at this mountain of a man and have great confidence that God would deliver him. David was already anointed king back in chapter 16. He was dedicated to God through the anointing by Samuel that day. One of the definitions of anoint or to anoint is to consecrate or dedicate to God by religious fervor. So when you look at David's reaction to the Goliath situation and then look back at his anointing in chapter 16, You can see how God is using the circumstances in his life to prepare him for his role as king. Just as he does us, God is using the circumstances and the things that are going on in our lives to prepare us to walk through. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We can't go around it. But to walk through it, he's already prepared us for what he's bringing us to and will continue to walk us through. David had to be open to it. We have to be open to it and not give up because of people's reactions or their comments or or because something didn't go a certain way. We have to trust God. In chapter 17 of 1 Samuel, there is no doubt that God had... He's appointed David to take down Goliath. There's no question. That's what he's going to do. It's time. Can you see that? It's time for him to begin moving in his anointing back in chapter 16 where he was anointed king. Now it is time for him to begin moving in his anointing from God. He was anointed for the appointment with Goliath. He's already anointed for it. God's already brought him to that point. God's going to deliver him. He was anointed for the appointments that God had already placed in his life. And he does the same with us. All of these things that happen in our lives, that we allow God to walk us through, that we continue to try to focus on God and use God's word, prayer, just draw near to him. Those are the things that God uses to prepare us. And then when we're in the middle of a battle, we can recall those things, those scriptures that help walk us through those 
those verses that will turn our mind away from whatever it is that Satan's trying to get us to focus on and back to God. David's life was dedicated to God. That's what I want for my life. I want my life to be dedicated to God and my relationship to be such that when things happen, and they're going to happen, there's no question bad things are going to happen in this life. We live in a fallen world. But when those things happen, I want my relationship and the preparation that I have put in prior to whatever's going on and what God has revealed to me prior to whatever's going on will be what helps turn me in those circumstances back to God. And as he feeds me in those circumstances, the verses of scripture that will help turn me and focus me back on him. That's what David did. His focus was on the living God not on this uncircumcised Philistine, as he called him. Also, remember that David originally was not in the battle. He was sent there by his father, and we talked about this before, to take provisions and bring news of the battle back to his father. But God had other plans. I love that. I can look back in my life at those times when I had my plans all laid out, and God had totally different plans and yet allowed me to be a part of a divine appointment because I was willing to let him change my plans. Now, there have also been those times when I missed divine appointments or a blessing from God or something that I should have done for God because I was too absorbed in my own plans to allow God to interrupt me and use me. My prayer is that we will focus on God and not our plans. David did not know that he would be fighting and killing Goliath that day. That certainly was not in his plans. What if he had said, no, no, I, I was just asking a question here. I need to drop this stuff off and get back home. What if he had gotten offended or frustrated with his brother when he was so hateful to him back in verse 28? What if he had gotten so afraid because of all the fear he was actually seeing and hearing in everyone else around him and just said, no way, I'm, I'm out of here. I can see me doing that. I can absolutely see me doing that. I can see me being in a hurry, having my own plans, having something set out that I'm going to do. I can see me being in a hurry. I can see me getting frustrated and becoming offended. I can see me becoming afraid and just walking away. My prayer is that we will realize that that's what happens at times and that we will begin to look for God and not be so caught up in what we think we need to be doing. Give room for God to come in and change our plans so that we can be used by God to touch other people. Do we look for him in whatever situation we're in? Do we even think about that? In this passage of scripture, David focused on God and made himself available to be used by God. So often we miss what's happening in our lives in the moment, right where we are. We miss what God is doing or what he wants to show us. We get distracted. We get distracted by our emotions. We're distracted by our feelings. We're distracted by whatever the circumstance is. We're trying to get from point A to point B, and we're so focused on the destination that we miss what is in between. There's a whole journey in between there that God can be using us in. 
showing us things, te- teaching us things, allowing us to be used by him to touch other people for him. Or maybe we're expecting something from God. We're looking for God to move a certain way in our situation. And that's what we begin looking for and focusing on. That certain way for him to answer a prayer or respond in our lives to a situation the way we expect it. There's nothing wrong with us looking for God to do something or move in whatever situation we find ourselves in. In fact, we should be looking for God to move. But there is something wrong with us completely missing the divine appointments that God sets up for us in our situations or our circumstances or whatever it is that's going on. I believe we need to change the mindset from looking for God to move in a certain way and begin looking for how he is moving and then rest in that and allow him to use us because God is always working. He doesn't grow weary. He's not tired. He doesn't turn the blind eye. He knows what's going on in our lives. David had a belief that was grounded in God. He had already been anointed as king, but there was an entire journey between the time he was anointed and when he actually became king. Let's not miss the journey God has us on. Let's take a deep breath and ask God to show himself to us in the journey. That is my challenge for us this week, that we look for God where we are, that we remember that he is not surprised by where we are and wants us to be willing to be used by him right where we are. It's so powerful when we do that. It it is difficult because we're human and we start thinking about what's going on all around us. But my prayer is that we will remember what David did and how he looked at God and not at the giant and realize that God, the living God, is bigger than any giant or circumstance that can come in our lives. That's what I hope this week for us. That's my prayer for us. That's our challenge for this week. I thank you so much for joining me today. Know that I will be praying for you this week. And I'm asking you to pray for me as well. I know this is often a struggle for me to be able to turn my focus from whatever circumstance is going on in my life to the living God. I know that's a challenge for me, and I suspect it is a challenge for many people. So we will definitely be praying for each other as we go through this week. Don't forget to visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. I have devotions and Bible studies that I've written over the years posted on there. You can access the podcast through the website. I will be posting new devotionals pretty much every week and new podcasts each week as well. You can also email me at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. I would love to pray for any specific needs you have in your life. I so enjoy going before Almighty God on behalf of others. So please please feel free to drop me an email and know that I will lift you up. I pray that the website and the podcast will will bless you and encourage you as you walk by faith. Have a great week, everyone. See you next time.